See, the amazing thing is there's a Chabad office or a Chabad center in, uh, in the Congo. There's only one, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we wonder what they're doing there, but there's only one. Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. See, the amazing thing is there's a Chabad office or a Chabad center in, uh, in the Congo. There's only one, right? <laughs> and we wonder what they're doing there, but there's only one. Now, you would expect when you go into a culture, when you go into an into a environment, and you're the only one observing Shabbat, you're the only one keeping kosher, aren't you going to be influenced by the community, by the culture, and uh, a couple of years from now you won't be keeping so kosher because it's difficult to get the kosher food flown in from Israel. And maybe you won't be keeping Shabbat because there's no one to talk to. (laughs) And the exact opposite happens. Come back ten years later, and there's a community there, people keeping kosher and keeping Shabbat. So the question is, how does one person, one couple actually, or one family, where does this, where does this strength come from? To be out there all alone, and instead of being influenced, they are the influencers, if there is such a word. It's because the message is so true, I guess so appealing that in all of these places uh, if we were a little bit uh, evangelical if we were a little uh, interested in converting people whoa we would be flooded people people are are attracted actually the Talmud says that one of the reasons we are in exile is not only because we blew it when we had the temple, but because we need to be everywhere in the world so that those who want to convert will find it easier to do so. Isn't that amazing? And we're not evangelical, right? And we're not interested in converting people. But for those who really want, we've got to be there for them. So it's an amazing, it's a very good question you're asking. Um, because it goes against um, common sense. You would think one couple alone, come on, how, how long can they last? <coughs> i got to give an interesting analogy. There's this guy who was very patriotic, American. And uh, he always looked forward to visiting Washington. He finally gets there, and he is so proud. You know, the monuments and the, and the statues and the library. and the, He is just flying. And then 
A couple of blocks from the White House, he sees this strange building. It's not American architecture. And he hears singing coming from, and it's not American songs. And it's not American language. And the people dressed, not American out custom, not American language. He gets very offended. He knocks on the door. This guy comes to the door and he says to him, how long have you been living here? He says, 20 years. He says, 20 years you're enjoying all the benefits of America and you can't sing American songs and you can't speak English and can't dress like an American? How can you be so ungrateful? The guy says, excuse me, sir, this is the Norwegian embassy. <laughs> And we are here to show you how Norwegians live. <laughs> and if we dressed like you and sang your songs, we'd lose our job. <coughs> See, the same thing is true with Jews. Wherever we are, we're like an embassy. We represent something. If we stop representing, <laughs> we're out of a job. <laughs> and so the world looks to us like a foreign embassy. Like, who are you? What do you stand for? What makes you the chosen people? How does it feel to be a chosen people? Why are you the chosen people? May I just jump in with one thing? Yeah, right? sure. When I was trying to define for the kids, you guys had said, what, how do I define, what's the best word for shlochem? How do I define, ambassador. An ambassador, that's the best translation, I think, if, you, if I dare say so, of what the shlochem are. Was it messenger, emissary, you know. But ambassadors uh, plays with the, the embassy image. Yeah. And that's why <coughs> the centers that we open are called Chabad House. It's the embassy house. It's the, but every Jew, every Jew, we can't get away from it. People look at you, are you Jewish? Okay, I got a couple of questions. <laughs> so uh, how does it feel? To, I was once asked that question. How does it feel to be the chosen people? by a church group. They didn't ask if we were chosen. You're chosen. How does it feel? And you've got to be able to answer the question. They say, nah, we're, no, we're not chosen. Hey, we read the Bible, okay? <laughs> Who are you trying to kid? So, and then when we give the answer, it is so, it's universal. God created the whole world, not just Jewish people. So it, it's been the 50 years that I've been traveling and speaking and talking and every kind of group, every kind of, it's just, you know, when you can say the same thing to a very diverse, and, and it's meaningful to all of them, come on, that is fantastic. My name is Kai. I think you've already answered my major question earlier. <laughs> I, I don't have any other questions. I don't, right now, at least. Well, what was the question? Uh, the question is, how much has this community changed, like, <coughs> in general, like, like, across a long period of time? But I'm just sort of interested in this because I want to definitely see, like, the differences and the similarities between like Orthodox Judaism and Reformed Judaism. Okay, here's, here's the answer to the question. 
we are not Reform Judaism, we are not Conservative Judaism, we are not Reconstructionist Judaism, and we are not Orthodox Judaism. We are not religious. <laughs> Blank look. <laughs> Sure, I understand your it, it may very well be that you are more religious than me. Because Judaism was never meant to be a religion. And it shouldn't be. When other religions developed out of Judaism, now all of a sudden people say, so what are you? Say, well, I'm Jewish. Oh, so Judaism. No. It's, it's not a religion. But the language, we're stuck, with, we're stuck with that word. One, one example for it. Most religions, or maybe even the word religion has come to mean some path towards a spiritual goal. Whether it's Buddhism, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, you act a certain way in order to get a spiritual benefit usually after you die. <laughs> we can't argue with that, right? I don't know. Judaism was never, Judaism is God trying to get to earth, not humans trying to get to heaven. Any kind of heaven. Because again, it's not about us. I didn't ask to be born. I don't need this, by the way. <laughs> I don't need any of this. So we're really existing for a purpose. It's not like we exist and we found a purpose. No, our whole existence is unnecessary without that purpose, which, by the way, is psychologically very healthy. What, me worry? Remember that? <laughs> Alfred E. Newman, yeah. What, me worry? What? I don't need any of this. This is not my problem. The problems I have were given to me. I didn't, I didn't ask for it. If I designed myself, I would have been very different. But this is the plan. This is my purpose. This is why I'm here. Isn't that just an easy way out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You can just, it seems like a lazy way in a way. It, it could very well be. Well, all religion could be easy, right? least of all Judaism with 613 mitzvahs, that doesn't sound too lazy. <laughs> Just memorizing them can take a long time. So what, what it does is, on the one hand, it makes my burdens less significant, but my purpose or service more significant. So instead of worrying about myself and being needy, I thrive on being needed psychologically that is very healthy and very often people come for you know with severe depressions and the psychologist will say or the psychiatrist will say you know there are people much worse off than you who really need help go help them stop wallowing and it's it's so therapeutic it's really so, about keeping all of us can you're saying you want to do it. How do you take the conflicting? It's like stone those who don't believe in the word of God and also accept others. How do you 
What did you say? Like stone people? <laughs> like, in You don't believe what you believe, but you're supposed to accept people how you find the healthy medium. You've been you've been thinking. Uh, let, let's generalize the question. We want to create goodness in the world. What do you do with bad people? Very basic question. You can't make believe everybody's good when you have people shooting people. So what do you do with bad people? Right? So there are, I guess, two ways to approach it. One is, how angry do you get at people who are bad? And what do you want to do to them? The other is, what does God want me to do with it? It's not personal. When you make it less personal, it's much better. Because revenge is forbidden. Um, pointless hatred is forbidden. So if somebody is misbehaving, ask God what he wants. I, I, you know, don't ask me, because I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll overreact every time. <laughs> So better to let God decide. Now in the time of the temple, when Jews were the government, there were commandments concerning how to govern. Part of governing was that there's a death penalty for certain crimes. And maybe there should be here too, but it's a little hard to, it's a little hard to, to, to implement because, you know, human beings can make mistakes. But there's no question that some people deserve to die. In fact, some people beg to be killed because they feel so guilty. But, you know, the chance of killing the wrong person is a little scary. So the Torah says, God says, for certain sins you deserve to die. How you go about that is very complicated. And so you take, you know, the, you take the more lenient approach. If you're not absolutely sure and you don't have two eyewitnesses who were there at the time and so on and so on and so on, then, then you can't do it. So what do we do with bad people? Today, we don't have a government. We don't have the authority. Even in Israel, uh, public 